This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning. Great to have your company. Jimmy Williams and Paul Hazelby with Off the Bench. What a massive week of sport. What an absolute treat it's been to cast eyes on the Olympic Games all week. But there have been some big stories bubbling away in the background too. Of course, Hawthorne coach Alistair Clarkson will not be with Hawthorne in 2022, Hayes. And I know you're fired up with the dig, and so am I. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Dial before you dig. It is the essential first step. Hayes, I'm extremely disappointed with a variety of people around the world who have this week chosen to criticise American Olympic gymnast Simone Biles. Now, she opted out of the Games. She did what was the best thing for her mental well-being. She did what was best for the team, and they went on and won a silver medal. Now, if you're one of those people hiding behind a screen, having a crack at one of the stars of the Olympic Games because they chose not to compete in their respective sport because they put their mental and physical well-being first. You need to have a really good hard look at yourself because Simone Biles doesn't owe anything to anyone. And Hayes, it was great to hear you and Carl have a chat with former Australian Olympian Alana Slater. What a star she was. And she explained the feelings and thoughts going through Simone's head during the week. This is probably one of the the most scary things for any athlete in gymnastics to go through. We call it the twisties. So it it might not sound like much, but essentially it's like having a disconnect between your brain and your body. So what you're asking your body to do, it's simply not doing. And then you lose the trust. The trust in your body is eroded. The trust in your mind is eroded. And as that trust falls away, you're not able to safely launch yourself into the air, complete two somersaults with however many twists you're doing. In Simone's case on floor, she's doing a double back with three twists in the middle of the air and landing on her feet. This is at the point it becomes dangerous. So what Simone has actually done is she has removed herself from a situation that is physically a a very dangerous situation for her. Now, we're not talking about not finishing over the line first, not getting something thrown the right meterage or, or missing something by going out of the lines. We're talking about potentially landing on her head. And this is a really serious issue for athletes. And they, kudos to her coach, as she said, I can't trust myself. And they said, that's it. This is the moment we pull you out. And they did absolutely the right thing, not only by Simone, but by Team USA, because then Team USA were able to regroup and really rally together. And she, there was Simone Biles, the goat of gymnastics, making up the bars, passing the girls the chalk, you know, giving all the corrections and encouragement to her teammates. And that team won silver in the end because they rallied together and because Simone removed herself from that situation because it might have become very dangerous. This is, at the end of the day, people and girls following their dreams and they're hoping to achieve that. But if they're feeling unsafe, they need to be able to be heard and have a voice to say, 
I don't feel right and be able to step away because the difference is walking out of the venue or being stretched out of the venue. And that's a, a real risk for these athletes. And particularly Simone Biles, with the level of competition that she is performing, it, it's astronomical. I mean, it's mind-blowing for gym, gymnastics worlds alone, let alone for the general public watching what she's doing. And nobody wants to see her miss out on competing ever again if she chooses to do so because she's injured. You know, it's a huge shame. It's It's very sad for her to be missing out because you just want her to perform those routines to the best of her ability and to be enjoying it at the same time because she truly is a remarkable gymnast that's a once-in-a-lifetime athlete to come through our doors. Amazing insight from former Australian Olympian Alana Slater. More from her after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Very good morning. Great to have your company. Hope you're enjoying your Saturday wherever you are listening to us from. You're listening to former Olympic star Alana Slater explain what was going through Simone Biles' head when she chose to withdraw from the Olympic Games earlier this week. You know, I can liken, you know, I've, I've once became concussed and didn't realise immediately and tried one skill and was like blown away by how much you lose your aerial sense and you get lost in the air. and so. You know, for me, that was just recovering and that was just a, a short period of time. But when it just comes out of nowhere, you don't actually know how long it's going to last and that's the scary thing. And when you're at the Olympic Games, your training environment isn't the same as your home environment. So at home, Simone would normally, she might take a break, she might come back into the gym and do some of her skills into the pit, which is a really large foam landing. So it provides a really safe environment for her to, to test out whether the twisties are still there or not. But what she doesn't have is that opportunity in the competitive environment because there's no extra soft landing mats. It's all just the standard competition equipment that we have that you see out on the floor. So for her, it's going to be a really hard battle to know whether it just, will it just disappear in a week? None of us can really give an answer. It'll only come down to Simone being assessed every day by her coaches and her medical staff to know whether she is ready. And she has to be able to believe and trust in her body and herself that when she goes out there that she's going to be completely safe. And I really, really hope that Gymnastics World and the world gets to see Simone Biles compete in the finals because she's just an amazing athlete. But I know she will make the right decision for her and no one can ever question whether she should or shouldn't, only the athlete and the coach can know that. And I think that's what's really beautiful about her relationship with her coaches is they totally trust each other and they listen to each other and they respect one another's decisions. Because it hasn't always been that way, has it? We've seen a lot of the videos about the, the body shaming and the expectations and the pressure that has been placed on many young females and males too in the sport of gymnastics. So it must please you to see that there is change occurring in your sport. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I was incredibly fortunate. I had a wonderful relationship um, with my coaches. And so, you know, a prime example of, for me and my career, is fronting up to the Olympic Games in the all-around finals and being halfway through the competition. And I just looked at the vaulting table and the vaulting horse and said to myself, it's too low. I know it's low. This is the middle of an Olympic all-around final. And I went over the horse and it absolutely proved to myself that it was wrong. I'd gone down onto the horse instead of into the horse, using it as a block device to increase my rotation and increase my amplitude. 
So, and I just stood there on the mats and said, no, it's not right. I'm not getting off this mat till someone measures it. And my coach, in that moment, in the middle of the Olympic final, looked at me and listened to me and understood what I was saying. And we just spoke to the coaches and, and the, around their vaulting table. We spoke to the judges. Before you know it, officials are coming out. The tape measures are coming out. And the vault, it was wrong. It was five centimetres too low. So I've lived that moment with a coach trusting and believing you and listening to you and feeling heard. And it truly is incredible to have that. And so I, I hope this continues around the world for all, all athletes to feel safe in their environment and feel heard by their by the coaches and not just in my sport, but in every sport, because every athlete deserves a voice and to be respected for how they're feeling and whether they feel that they can commit to continuing or not. Former Aussie Olympian Alana Slater there. Stay with us. We'll hear from Pies interim coach Robert Harvey next. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. It's never easy taking charge of an AFL team, but that's exactly what Robert Harvey has had to do at Collingwood this year after the club parted ways earlier this year with Nathan Buckley. And it's something you know all about, Hayes. I had a lot of experience with uh, sackings that happened mid-season throughout my time playing, and I was always fascinated with yeah, the response. Yeah, so did I. So, so did I. <laughs> yeah, so Gilda yeah. as well. Uh, the response yeah. and, and the attitude that you took uh, when you made the change, what was your thought process, particularly around the game plan when that occurred? Oh, it's always... It's always interesting because you're part of the. I was. I've obviously been there for a while myself, so you're part of the old regime mm. a little bit. In, in and I had a, a fair input into what was going on beforehand. Obviously, the biggest change. Uh, and I said this before. Is is just the. I mean, everyone's different. So like the talk, the language, the, the talks different. It's just. It's just the. You know, I tweaked a few things a little bit just um, with. What I what I felt because everyone's a little bit slightly different in how they think about it as well, just in basics and like obviously we've 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 sort of tweaked a few things offensively. So I think you know, and and we've sort of looked a bit dangerous at times. And um, but in the end, there's a lot of it's in language and just like I talk differently. So you know, I've got different themes and and how I go about it. So it's probably just a bit more of that than than anything. And obviously we've tweaked a couple of things, but um, in in our game. But it's probably more that, just that general sort of, um, you know, philosophy stuff that's a bit different. The best part of the role is handing out debuts to new players. And uh, I used to love doing that when I coached briefly. But how did you enjoy that, particularly last week? I saw the excitement from those two players that you selected. Yeah, it's, it's a good part of it. Uh, and, and two at once is, uh, is, is a bit of a bonus because you, you usually, you know, one debut is a pretty, um, pretty big deal. But we've had... Um, this year we've had nine nine guys debut for the club, which is a lot. It's a big number, so it's it's a good it's a really good result. And to have two on the one day, and um, and obviously we had Jack Ginevan, who's a who's a country boy from Castlemaine, come in and, and play a game. And obviously we had our, our Irish um, Anton Tohill uh, debut, which is just a great story, a fantastic story last week. And and there was a lot of feeling and emotion around him because of what he's been through and the resilience he's shown to get to to play AFL footy. So that, that was a really big one for us. And, um, yeah, it was a bit, bit of an emotional one. Just on a few of those young blokes, I mean, Caleb Poulter, I like the look of him. Trent Bianco, uh, Trey Rusco's got a few opportunities. How Henry. Do you, yeah. How do you feel you're placed with those players that you have introduced to the mix halves? Well, I've said, I said this today earlier, that, that um, each one of them in their own ways earned their position. So that no, no one's been gifted a game. And, and through their, just through their efforts and, 
some of them come on quicker than others, but like they've they've earned their positions through their their form at our VFL level. So yeah, it's 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 interesting because you know we're in that that phase where we have have got a lot of young guys who had some injuries. So we've had to we've had to blood a few, but they've all in their own way just earned their positions and um and, and they're they're very different. Like we've got some really different players coming through, but they're all very talented and and um yeah, it's just it sets the club up really well for the future to get games into them now and. That's what we want to do, but and, and at the very at the same time, we still want to win games of footy, obviously, and, and we, we, we you need that balance between experience to guide them through, and 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 you know that balance with with getting the injection of enthusiasm with the young guys. So we, we're trying to get that balance right as we go. More from Robert Harvey after this. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Collingwood interim coach Robert Harvey is our guest on the program ahead of a massive clash with West Coast. Hayes, and you wanted to compare Sean Darcy to star Collingwood ruckman Brody Grundy. Harbs, over here we've been getting caught up with uh, the improvement of Sean Darcy in the ruck stakes and talking about him being a chance for All-Australian. But I think he's still got to get past Brody Grundy because looking at his numbers and particularly his last six to eight weeks, it looks like he's back to his very best football. Yeah, he's, he's building back. And, and look, he's still, he's still working on parts of his game as everyone is, uh, and I've, co- I've, I've coached Brody for a long time. I've been in the midfield coach uh, for, for a long time there, and I think he's just building back to his very best, you know, as, as he goes on. Uh, and he sort of—it's really hard with with rucks. They, they sort of do go they go through patches, but I, I reckon he's sort of starting to get back to that that form he had, and, and it's really good to see. Um, you know, and obviously at the moment, rucks rucks around the competition have really grown, and that's the thing. And, Good thing about the game is everyone's sort of you've got to be on your toes because everyone's coming all the time. There's young guys coming in, and the improvement of a guy like Darcy, you know, it's phenomenal, really. And and you can just proves that um, if you put your mind to it, you work hard, uh, you get the results, and that's that's it's great for him. And it, I think it sharpens guys like Brady Grundy up because who who, who have sort of been to an all Australian position before, and they say, gee, I've got to keep keep going because these guys are coming behind me, underneath me. Uh, you've let Jordan to go, he loose, and he hasn't let you down, has he? He's been pretty good. He's not a bad player. Yeah, look, well, for a long time, you know, we've wanted to get him, you know, settled a little bit more in the midfield. Uh, and just through, probably just through lack of personnel, we've had to play him forward so much in the last three years. And um, it is good to give him a block of consistent time in the midfield. We, we haven't done it before, really. And He's at, he's at that age and the maturity where he really needs it. Um, and I think the, the team needs it. Um, he's still learning his craft, uh, you know, the patterns of midfield and just the consistency of work rate. But I think, you know, he's, he's obviously talented. And I think he's a midfielder down the track. So just he's, he's just flying his trade and he's doing a great job for us. Jack Crisp is very versatile and uh, he's a, a bloke that we keep an eye on because of his resilience. Uh, he is uh, the man that's got uh, the, the game's record as he strings his games long. Let's hope he can get to Jimmy Steins' record. But he's been remarkably good and consistently getting hold of the footy. You're happy with the way that he's progressing and he, he's a player that seems like he's got a little bit more of a chance through that midfield as well where predominantly previously been down back. Yeah, but even when he plays half back, <clears throat> when, he, when he does play half back, he's he still gets midfield numbers, so you sort of you can, you can get the best of both worlds at times with him behind the ball. But he, he, you talk about his resilience; he's amazing, really. And, and um, having, having been connected with Jack for a long time, you've got to appreciate what he just the just he turns up every time. Um, you know, we actually I was talking to him today about the training because he's missed a, a couple of training sessions the last few weeks just through management and. 
I just haven't seen it in my time there. And I'm, start, I'm sort of joking with him. He's starting to get soft and he's missing training sessions. But he he, he, little, he doesn't miss games, obviously. He's played so many in a row. But I've I've barely seen him miss a training session. He's just he's just so resilient, that guy. And, um, yeah, he's been so good for our group since coming from Brisbane. And um, such a I, I feel such an underrated player. But just through sheer work rate, um, whether he's back, half-back or midfield, um, it doesn't seem to worry him too much. Hayes, I'd love to stay and chat. Great to hear from the great man, Robert Harvey, of course, and killed a legend, but we've got to go. But we'll be back next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.